Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. fall asleep. Find us at snoozecast.com, and if you enjoy our show, please share us with a friend. This episode is brought to you by Honey Pots. Tonight, we'll read the next part to Winnie the Pooh, a children's story written by A.A. A. Milne and published in 1926. This collection of short stories features an anthropomorphic teddy bear, Winnie the Pooh, along with his friends, Christopher Robin, Piglet, Eeyore, Owl, Rabbit, Kanga, and Roo. In the previous episode, we read Chapter 4 and the first half of Chapter 5, in which we are introduced to Eeyore, who has lost his tail, and Pooh finds one. Also, Piglet wants to meet a heffalump. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Pooh got home, he went to the larder, and he stood on a chair, and took down a very large jar of honey from the top shelf. It had H-U-N-N-Y written on it, but just to make sure, he took off the paper cover and looked at it, and it looked just like honey. But 
You never can tell, said Pooh. I remember my uncle saying once that he had seen cheese just this color. So he put his tongue in and took a large lick. Yes, he said, it is. No doubt about that. And honey, I should say, right down to the bottom of the jar. Unless, of course, he said, somebody put cheese in the bottom just for a joke. Perhaps I had better go a little further, just in case. In case heffalumps don't like cheese, same as me. Ah, and he gave a deep sigh. I was right. It is honey, right the way down. Having made certain of this, he took the jar back to Piglet, and Piglet looked up from the bottom of his very deep pit and said, Got it? And Pooh said, Yes, but it isn't quite a full jar. And he threw it down to Piglet, and Piglet said, No, it isn't. Is that all you've got left? And Pooh said, yes, because it was. So Piglet put the jar at the bottom of the pit and climbed out, and they went off home together. Well, good night, Pooh, said Piglet, when they had got to Pooh's house, and we meet at six o'clock tomorrow morning by the pine trees and see how many heffalumps we've got in our trap. Six o'clock, Piglet. And have you got any string? No. Why do you want string? To lead them home with. Oh. I think heffalumps come if you whistle. Some do and some don't. You never can tell with heffalumps. Well, good night. Good night. And off Piglet trotted to his house, Trespassers W, while Pooh made his preparations for bed. Some hours later, just as the night was beginning to steal away, Pooh woke up suddenly with a sinking feeling. He had had that sinking feeling before, and he knew what it meant. He was hungry. So he went to the larder, and he stood on a chair and reached up to the top shelf and found nothing. That's funny, he thought. I know I had a jar of honey there, a full jar, full of honey right up to the top and it had honey written on it, so that I should know it was honey. That's very funny. And then he began to wander up and down, wondering where it was, and murmuring a murmur to himself, like this. It's very, very funny, because I know I had some honey, 
because it had a label on saying honey. A glopchous full of pot too, and I don't know where it's got to. No, I don't know where it's gone. Well, it's funny. He had murmured this to himself three times in a singing sort of way when suddenly he remembered he had put it into the cunning trap to catch the heffalump. Bother, said Pooh. It all comes of trying to be kind to heffalumps. And he got back into bed. But he couldn't sleep. The more he tried to sleep, the more he couldn't. He tried counting sheep, which is sometimes a good way of getting to sleep. And as that was no good, he tried counting heffalumps. And that was worse. Because every heffalump that he counted was making straight for a pot of Pooh's honey and eating it all. For some minutes he lay there miserably. But when the 587th heffalump was licking its jaws and saying to itself, Very good honey, this. I don't know when I've tasted better. Pooh could bear it no longer. He jumped out of bed. He ran out of the house. And he ran straight to the six pine trees. The sun was still in bed, but there was a lightness in the sky over the hundred-acre wood, which seemed to show that it was waking up and would soon be kicking off the clothes. In the half-light, the pine trees looked cold and lonely, and the very deep pit seemed deeper than it was. And Pooh's jar of honey at the bottom was something mysterious, a shape and no more. But as he got nearer to it, his nose told him that it was indeed honey. And his tongue came out and began to polish up his mouth, ready for it. Bother, said Pooh, as he got his nose inside the jar. A heffalump has been eating it. And then he thought a little and said, Oh, no, I did. I forgot. Indeed, he had eaten most of it. But there was a little left at the very bottom of the jar, and he pushed his head right in and began to lick. By and by, Piglet woke up. As soon as he woke, he said to himself, Oh, then he said bravely, yes, and then, still more bravely, quite so. But he didn't feel very brave, 
for the word which was really jigging about in his brain was heffalumps. What was a heffalump like? Was it fierce? Did it come when you whistled? And how did it come? Was it fond of pigs at all? If it was fond of pigs, did it make any difference what sort of pig? Supposing it was fierce with pigs, would it make any difference if the pig had a grandfather called Trespassers William? He didn't know the answer to any of these questions, and he was going to see his first heffalump in about an hour from now. Of course, Pooh would be with him, and it was much more friendly with two. But suppose heffalumps were very fierce with pigs and bears, wouldn't it be better to pretend that he had a headache and couldn't go up to the six pine trees this morning? But then, suppose that it was a very fine day and there was no heffalump in the trap. Here he would be, in bed all the morning, simply wasting his time for nothing. What should he do? And then he had a clever idea. He would go up very quietly to the six pine trees now, peep cautiously into the trap, and see if there was a heffalump there. And if there was, he would go back to bed. And if there wasn't, he wouldn't. So off he went. At first he thought that there wouldn't be a heffalump in the trap. And then he thought that there would. And as he got nearer, he was sure that there would, because he could hear it heffalumping about like anything. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, said Piglet to himself. And he wanted to run away. But somehow... Having got so near, he felt that he must just see what a heffalump was like. So, he crept to the side of the trap and looked in. And all the time, Winnie the Pooh had been trying to get the honey jar off his head. The more he shook it, the more tightly it stuck. Bother, he said inside the jar and, oh, help, and mostly, ow. And he tried bumping it against things, but as he couldn't see what he was bumping it against, it didn't help. And he tried to climb out of the trap, But as he could see nothing but jar, and not much of that, he couldn't find his way. So at last he lifted up his head, jar and all, and made a loud roaring noise of sadness 
and despair. And it was at that moment that Piglet looked down. Help! Help! cried Piglet. A heffalump! A horrible heffalump! And he scampered off as hard as he could, still crying out, Help! Help! A horrible heffalump! Huff! Huff! A horrible horrolump! Hole! Hole! A huffable hellerump! And he didn't stop crying and scampering until he got to Christopher Robin's house. Whatever's the matter, Piglet? said Christopher Robin, who is just getting up. Heff! said Piglet, breathing so hard that he could hardly speak. A heff! A heff! A heffalump! Where? Up there, said Piglet, waving his paw. What did it look like? Like, like, it had the biggest head you ever saw, Christopher Robin. A great, enormous thing, like, like, nothing. A huge, big, well, I don't know, like, like an enormous big nothing, like a jar. Well, said Christopher Robin, putting on his shoes, I shall go and look at it. Come on. Piglet wasn't afraid if he had Christopher Robin with him, so off they went. I can hear it, can't you? said Piglet anxiously as they got near. I can hear something, said Christopher Robin. It was Pooh bumping his head against a tree root he had found. There, said Piglet, isn't it awful? And he held on tight to Christopher Robin's hand. Suddenly, Christopher Robin began to laugh, and he laughed, and he laughed, and he laughed. And while he was still laughing, crash went the heffalump's head against the tree root. Smash went the jar, and out came Pooh's head again. Then Piglet saw what a foolish Piglet he had been, and he was so ashamed of himself that he ran straight off home and went to bed with a headache. But Christopher Robin and Pooh went home to breakfast together. Oh, bear, said Christopher Robin, how I do love you. So do I said Pooh. Chapter 6 In which Eeyore has a birthday and gets two presents. Eeyore, the old gray donkey, stood by the side of the stream 
and looked at himself in the water. Pathetic, he said. That's what it is. Pathetic. He turned and walked slowly down the stream for 20 yards, splashed across it, and walked slowly back on the other side. Then he looked at himself in the water again. As I thought, he said, no better from this side, but nobody minds, nobody cares. Pathetic, that's what it is. There was a crackling noise in the bracken behind him, and out came Pooh. Good morning, Eeyore, said Pooh. Good morning, Pooh Bear, said Eeyore gloomily. If it is a good morning, he said, which I doubt, he said. Why, what's the matter? Nothing, Pooh Bear, nothing. We can't all, and some of us don't. That's all there is to it. Can't all what? said Pooh, rubbing his nose. Gaiety, song and dance. Here we go round the mulberry bush. Oh, said Pooh. He thought for a long time and then asked, What mulberry bush is that? Bon Hommy, went on Eeyore gloomily. French word meaning Bon Hommy, he explained. I'm not complaining, but there it is. Pooh sat down on a large stone and tried to think this out. It sounded to him like a riddle, and he was never much good at riddles, being a bear of very little brain. So he sang Coddleston Pie instead. Coddleston, Coddleston, Coddleston Pie. A fly can't bird but a bird can fly. Ask me a riddle and I reply. Coddleston, Coddleston, Coddleston pie. That was the first verse. When he had finished it, Eeyore didn't actually say that he didn't like it. So Pooh very kindly sang the second verse to him. Coddleston, Coddleston, Coddleston pie. A fish can't whistle and neither can I. Ask me a riddle and I reply. Coddleston, Coddleston, Coddleston pie. Eeyore still said nothing at all. So Pooh hummed the third verse quietly to himself. Coddleston, Coddleston, Coddleston pie. Why does a chicken, I don't know why, ask me a riddle and I reply, Coddleston, Coddleston, Coddleston pie. That's right, 
said Eeyore. Sing. Umpty tiddly, umpty too. Here we go gathering nuts in May. Enjoy yourself. I am, said Pooh. Some can, said Eeyore. Why, what's the matter? Is anything the matter? You seem so sad, Eeyore. Sad? Why should I be sad? It's my birthday, the happiest day of the year. Your birthday? said Pooh in great surprise. Of course it is. Can't you see? Look at all the presents I have had. He waved a foot from side to side. Look at the birthday cake. Candles and pink sugar. Pooh looked, first to the right, and then to the left. Presents, said Pooh. Birthday cake, said Pooh. Where? Can't you see them? No, said Pooh. Neither can I, said Eeyore. Joke, he explained. Ha ha. Pooh scratched his head, being a little puzzled by all this. But is it really your birthday? He asked. It is. Oh, well, many happy returns of the day, Eeyore. And many happy returns to you, Pooh Bear. But it isn't my birthday. No, it's mine. But you said many happy returns. Well, why not? You don't always want to be miserable on my birthday, do you? Oh, I see, said Pooh. It's bad enough, said Eeyore, almost breaking down. Being miserable myself, what with no presents and no cake and no candles, and no proper notice taken of me at all. But if everybody else is going to be miserable too. This was too much for Pooh. Stay there, he called to Eeyore as he turned and hurried back home as quick as he could, for he felt that he must get poor Eeyore a present of some sort at once, and he could always think of a proper one afterwards. Outside his house, he found Piglet, jumping up and down, trying to reach the knocker. Hello, Piglet he said. Hello, Pooh, said Piglet. What are you trying to do? I was trying to reach the knocker, said Piglet. I just came round. Let me do it for you, said Pooh kindly. So he reached up and knocked at the door. I have just seen Eeyore, he began, and poor Eeyore is in a very sad condition because it's his birthday 
and nobody has taken any notice of it, and he's very gloomy. You know what Eeyore is. And there he was, and... What a long time whoever lives here is answering this door. And he knocked again. But Pooh, said Piglet, it's your own house. Oh, said Pooh, so it is, he said. Well, let's go in. So in they went. The first thing Pooh did was to go to the cupboard to see if he had quite a small jar of honey left, and he had, so he took it down. I'm giving this to Eeyore, he explained, as a present. What are you going to give? Couldn't I give it too, said Piglet, from both of us? No said Pooh. That would not be a good plan. All right, then. I'll give him a balloon. I've got one left from my party. I'll go and get it now, shall I? That piglet is a very good idea. It is just what Eorn wants to cheer him up. Nobody can be uncheered with a balloon. So... Off Piglet trotted, and in the other direction went Pooh with his jar of honey. It was a warm day, and he had a long way to go. He hadn't gone more than halfway when a sort of funny feeling began to creep all over him. It began at the tip of his nose and trickled all through him and out at the soles of his feet. It was just as if somebody inside him were saying, Now then, Pooh, time for a little something. Dear, dear, said Pooh, I didn't know it was as late as that. So he sat down and took the top off his jar of honey. Lucky I brought this with me, he thought. Many a bear going out on a warm day like this would never have thought of bringing a little something with him. And he began to eat.